You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L I B S Y N ads.com. Welcome to another round of Drawing Board or Miro Board. Today we discuss technical diagramming with systems architect Maya. Let's go. First question. You've spent 10 hours slogging over a sequence diagram that should have taken five. Drawing Board or Miro Board? Drawing Board. And if I'm being honest, Miro would probably cut that time down by half. You know, with its AI tools and ready-to-go templates. Next, your diagrams become so bulky, it's more complex than the solar system. But all it takes is a few clicks and... It's Miro. I've used those technical shape packs way too many times, and stuff is just digestible on its infinite online canvas. Now, the final question. Everyone's brought in, but you have to make all these tasks all the way over in Jira. But wait, it's done. Is it... Miro, easy with its two-way Jira sync. Easy to plot dependencies. Everyone always knows what's up. And she's done it. Join over 60 million people creating technical diagrams without workflow glitches. Get your first three boards for free at Miro.com. That's M-I-R-O.com. Welcome to the Bright Vibe podcast. At Bright Vibe, we believe everyone deserves to be happy. But in today's world, everywhere you turn, there is division and negativity. At Bright Vibe, we have created a global movement to bring 8 million people together who are inspired to live bright, live bold, and share Bright Vibes. Alone, it can be hard to change, but together we can change the world. Welcome to the Bright Vibe Podcast. Jen Todd, welcome to the program today. Welcome to the podcast. So happy to have you on. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, I've got lots of questions for you today. Um, You have a program called the Millionaire Mindset Program, and you have a specific private group on Facebook. So if people are entrepreneurs, if small business owners, if you want to go check it out, you have lots of good stuff at Millionaire Mindset Program on Facebook. But primarily, you work as a entrepreneur, small business coach. Is that accurate? That's right. Yep. I do high performance training and coaching for small businesses and entrepreneurs, mostly entrepreneurs, actually. And I kind of specialize in that uh, emerging, emerging entrepreneur space. So not that I don't do, you know, beyond that, but that kind of uh-huh. is like my favorite little spot to work. And how are you and how are you defining emerging entrepreneur? Anywhere from just kind of like having that idea, getting the ball rolling to maybe, you know, been a business less than a couple of years, still trying Mm -hmm. to like find their way, trying to do all the things I like to help people kind of really get their focus and alignment with what they value and what they want. And Mm -hmm. I'd say, like I said, that's kind of my sweet spot, but I love the entrepreneurs. (laughs) That's kind of been my, my gig for the past 10 years. And that's where I focus. Yeah. And, and, you know, in today's world, I see more and more people becoming entrepreneurs almost by default. I think, you know, as we kind of have this, the great resignation and as people are, you know, changing the way that they look at work and changing the way that they interact with work. And, you know, a lot of us, even I now today, I'm doing a podcast from home for the first time, which is crazy. But, you know, we we are all kind of a lot of us anyway, are shifting into these new ways of working. And it seems like even for those, I I think people probably become entrepreneurs, even though they're not thinking that they're entrepreneurs to some degree in the beginning, right? It's like, I'm going to start my own gig. They may not necessarily put that together that, yeah, you're a business owner now. You're an entrepreneur now. You've stepped over, you know, you've stepped over into this whole new world. And so I can, I can imagine that you help navigate that for them. Yeah. And a lot of times it's navigating themselves. (laughs) 
because right. when you you know when you step into entrepreneurship you learn a lot about yourself really really quickly <laughs> right you learn to navigate new spaces and like how to right. manage different challenges and reactions and you know everything in between so yeah yeah i i feel like it just kind of like extends there's no there's no definite line where like our lives start and finish and where our businesses you know especially at the start where they start and finish so it's kind of that like intertwining that's yeah i think it's very common to most entrepreneurs especially startups yeah, totally. And I, I had a guest yeah. on uh, not too long ago, Jane uh, Warlow, and she talked about that if you want to have personal development, personal transformation, go start a business, right? It's like, yeah. <laughs> and I don't think, I think for many of us, we didn't know that when we got into business or became business owners, we didn't know that that was like, I won't say the fast track. It seems like it's been a very slow process, but it, but that was kind of the entryway into personal development, spiritual development, self-awareness, emotional intelligence, because to be proficient or good, or even I would say survive business over a period of time, five years, 10 years, 20 years, you really, you know, you have to grow yourself, right? You, we are the, the bottle caps, the bottleneck to our business. That's what it's all about, growing yourself, right? I think if we focus on growing ourselves before we focus on any other aspect of our business, it just makes everything easier. It makes everything more prolific. We can go further, faster, but in a sustainable way. Like I try and keep people away from this like really fast growth where we're skipping right. steps, right? By not yeah. doing the work on ourselves first. But yeah, you're exactly right. That's why I, uh, I focus on high performance. And so I guess I would say I focus on a lot of the soft skills, which... If you ask me, those are harder. <laughs> like right. I kind of think like anyone can go out and learn how to do the things, the IT mm -hmm. things or the, the hire people to do those things for you. But working on yourself, you just have to get into the trenches with yourself, right? Mm -hmm. And so I focus on those aspects of high performance that like the soft skills that pertain to like, how are you going to run this business? And, and when you start onboarding people like that work with you and for you, how are you going to lead? And mm -hmm. how are you going to communicate and build relationships and kind of get into all of those high performance habit type things that I think differentiate us in the marketplace. I really, really do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I even heard, um, so I was at a, a small, it was called Conscious Capitalism. It's actually John Mackey, the founder of Whole Foods. It's his not-for-profit that really supports con conscious business, conscious leadership. And at that conference, he was talking about that he noticed in, at Whole Foods, you know, which became a publicly traded company and eventually sold, uh, you know, to Amazon, that, that he noticed even at a company that large with that many employees, that the company would plateau, stall out, or even reverse when he personally himself wasn't actively growing. Like he would notice wow. that he, he would get to a point of like, why are sales stagnant? Why are, and, and instead of looking just at the company, like, okay, I need to hire here and do this and do this. He would literally go on retreats. He would go on, you know, meditation things. He would learn, he would realize that his company was a direct reflection of his own personal consciousness, if you want to call it that conscious capitalism. And so he yeah. would literally work on himself and then he would see the business expand. He would see the business grow. So it's not just businesses starting out. It's, up and down the spectrum, whether you have no employees and you're just starting out or whether you have thousands of employees, business is always going to be, it, it'll only expand as much as the entrepreneur can expand. How do you help people, I guess, navigate that or understand that principle? Well, a lot of the people who start with me kind of know that's my angle. Uh -huh. A lot of them have a lot of fear around it though, too. So right. I just try yeah. and like open, I kind of open things up and, and go, you know, at everyone's individual pace. But 
I think a lot of it is experiential for people, right? So they, they start this business, they realize, oh my goodness, there's a lot of things I need to, right. you know, dive into, right? Not just the learning how to do Facebook. Like a right. lot of people start and they're like, I'll just learn, just teach me how to do Facebook, teach me how to do Instagram, <laughs> build a funnel. And I'm like, I can, but it's only going to go so far and you're going to get to this spot where you plateau and then you're going to have to come back around to doing the personal development. Right. So, um, I'm not sure if I'm answering your question, but yeah. kind of just, how do I get people there? I just really cultivate self-awareness. We talk about what's worked in the past, what, you know, that what they envision. So like vision's just as important to me as like, you know, set out your goals. I think I focus a lot more on vision. Uh, right. Let's look at your, your habits. Let's look at your day and stuff like that. Um, yeah, I've been on the busy hamster wheel, as you know, and it's just about like coming back into our, mm -hmm. our own bodies, into our own selves, knowing that all the chaos is going to keep going on around us. There's not going right. to be that perfect time to jump. Right. So it's just about, I think getting all that right in our heads. Well, and I think you just said something important, paralysis by analysis. You, you know, you said it's never going to be all right, right? It's never going to be, there is, you know, there is not that holy grail of, and I guess I'll ask you, what do you find with new entrepreneurs or even entrepreneurs who have been in a business a while when it comes to that kind of analysis, paralysis, paralysis by analysis, because it happens to all of us. I'm not, you know, I'm not pointing out there and saying those people, I'm, I'm saying it happens yeah. to all of us. And so typically what's happening there? What's happening when, when small business owners kind of get stuck in that? I think when we get stuck in that overthinking, it comes back to making the business about ourselves. Mm. So we start to equate it to worth, you know, is this a reflection of me if it's doing really, really well, or if it's not going the way I want to, then we get really stuck in our heads. Like, okay, how can I make this perfect and foolproof? And so I'm padding my, you know, some of my insecurities, some of that kind of stuff. I think that's what happens there when we slip out of high performance and into things like perfection, right? Mm -hmm. That causes analysis paralysis. Cause I just won't take any you know, action if that action right. is not perfect. So I think that that is analysis paralysis, but I think it happens a lot of times by getting in our own way, thinking that it's all about us rather than coming from a place of real true service. Because mm -hmm. if we can get there, if we just take one step and know that we're able to make a difference, it's that momentum that that starts happening that keeps us again out of paralysis that I'm mm -hmm. trying to premeditate every little thing and force everything in our own time right we almost right. start to lose trust you know whatever that looks like to you you know a greater force it depends on what your spirituality situation is but we we just try and do it all in our own time and we don't just give the process time to kind of unfold and and unfold and grow with it I think is the mm -hmm. thing so it's a danger zone. I think the analysis paralysis. And like you said, like who has not been there, like in business right. or not, we all find ourselves, you know, partnering with that the odd time. Yeah. Overthinking. Overthinking. Yeah. And then, you know, or uh, overthinking and making all these plans. And then you take that very next step. Right. And then none of that other stuff that you just spent days, weeks, years planning makes any sense anymore because the next step took you down a different yeah path right and that's why I like what you said about vision yeah. uh, vision and habits versus having you know these defined you know Tuesdays this and Wednesdays this and Thursdays this as far as I'm going to execute I think you have to I think you would encourage people to have a plan but it's more important to have and hold the vision than just have the plan 100% I think we have to plug those things in together Right. right. And always have that bigger vision. Cause again, that's what pulls us into that anal or that paralysis as well. Not right. having the, the wider lens. Right. 
So and, yeah, and I agree. How do you work with small business owners or how do you get a small business owner, an entrepreneur, kind of how do you work with them on vision, I guess? What, what's that, what's that kind of look like? What framework or kind of what do you walk them through so that they can, um, because I think no matter what level of business we're in, it seems like that's an ever expanding thing. So how do you help people, I guess, with their vision? Uh, one of the things I do, well, to dial in vision, we need a lot of clarity right around right. what it is that we want and what directions we want to go in and who do we want to bring alongside us and who do we want to grow into. So mm -hmm. I spend a lot of time on developing clarity. And in order to get some clarity, we need to get a lot of focus, right? And mm -hmm. so I think the biggest thing that slows us down in our our businesses, our own growth, our world is distraction. So I'm very fierce about identifying what distractions are pulling you out of focus and vision and clarity in your life. So I almost like reverse engineer. It's almost like, here we are, let's back up quite a bit, evaluate what's going on here, and then take the steps to remove distraction and to increase focus, and then just develop kind of like a, a bigger picture a vision. And then we go. Like that's kind of how I do it. It's kind of like a slingshot. We like mm -hmm. pull you back and then, and then you kind of, you go in your own direction. But yeah, a lot of it at the start is just really, it's evaluation and assessment and, and going, building the bigger vision, but from the place of like, where am I right now? And, and what limitations do I have in terms of even like my fears and stuff? Cause that's all distraction. So mm -hmm. when I say distraction, it's not just, I'm scrolling you know, or I'm watching, I'm binge watching TV. That is part of distraction, but also, you know, distraction is fatigue based on what kind of stuff you are doing. It's overthinking. It's, it's getting stuck in the wrong environments and the wrong groups of people, like anything that's pulling you out from purpose and pulling you away from vision. I, I kind of identify as distraction. So we spend a lot of time on that at the start to kind of lay the foundation and then we start to build. So that's kind of how, that's my approach. Mm -hmm. I find it works really, really well. I also find sometimes people get into the process and they don't necessarily know the process or trust the process at the start, even if I explain it well. And mm -hmm. they're like, whoa, this is kind of actually slowing me down. This isn't allowing me to get my <laughs> funnel done. <laughs> right. 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 So like that kind of stuff. And I think like if you do all this stuff, that stuff actually works and it works right. at a high level. Yeah. But it's getting... Yeah that understanding when you're not necessarily like have a growth mindset at the start, which you don't know what you don't know, right? Like I yeah. have no idea of my blind spots and I have coaches to show me those things. So, so yeah, that's my approach to it. Right. It's kind of limiting distractions, clarity and focus. Right. Yeah. And, and I think, you know, how do you coach or how do you work with the people that you work with on kind of when you're finding the focus, clarity, you're eliminating distractions. It seems to me like I've had a super hard time until recently and still, you know, well, they, what's the, the phrase, the, the riches are in the niches, right? And so for me, I want to save the world. I want to go out and make everybody happy and, you know, right. reduce, reduce suffering. And, and we all just mm -hmm. can sit around the campfire and singing Kumbaya, eating organic food and living in a very <laughs> happy place. And, but yeah. I know that I cannot, you know, can't speak to all 8 billion people. They're just not going to hear me. And so kind of, uh, do you work with, I mean, as you're getting that clarity and focus, does some of that involve kind of figuring out, you know, and, and, and I hear it all the time with small business owners. Oh, I want to serve this population when that population just is too big to even hear the message. Yeah. So kind of what's the process there through clarity and focus? Yeah. I mean, really dialing it in is the process, right? I feel like when we get in this, when we come from this place of fear, which happens when we start or lack, and we're like, I just need anybody. 
right. to listen to my message or anyone to buy my program or my product, we quickly realized doesn't really work very well. Are you helping a whole, a bunch of people in a small way? And mm. so the, the satisfaction ends up being very low as well, right? So I do think that as we get to know ourselves better, as we get to know what we offer, what we bring to the table, the marketplace and all of that, it gets easier to do that. But man, I remember when I was in the process of really like niching down, mm-hmm. it felt physically painful <laughs> to go, are you saying I have to turn away business? Are you right. saying I can't speak to all the people anymore? Because like you, I just want to mm-hmm. help all the people. Right. But actually I was helping them at a, a lesser extent compared to when I got really, really laser focused. And mm-hmm. that took me knowing myself. And it took me, like I said, knowing, having that clarity, knowing exactly who I want to help. Um, it's so important. And I think most entrepreneurs make the mistake of, of being in that great big ocean for far mm-hmm. too long until we kind of like, you know, narrow our vision in a good way. You know, I think I, I wish for everyone, we could just dive in already in that space, in that confidence that like, no, right. you're going to attract the right people. If you're talking to that one person that you love working with. Right. So mm-hmm. that would be my wish for all the you people know, starting a business. And we met through doing a class that helps us get focused on that and, and focus on business. And how do we speak to the right, we'll call it avatar for the sake of marketing. But ultimately I think what you also, the, a little phrase that you just said there, a word was speaking to the right person. And that's something I've really started to think about is I'm not talking to a group of people. I'm not talking to an avatar. I'm talking to Jen Todd and Jen Todd has these concerns and these fears and, and these hopes and these dreams. Right. And so I, you know, I've really started to, as I've thought about the marketing in our business and and marketing in, in general is like literally having a person like that an actual mm-hmm. person, a real live person, like a real life Pinocchio, right. The real life boy that we're, that I'm thinking, what, is that person's life about not 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 what are the people that do that job or have that business what yeah. are their lives about it's like no seriously how many kids do they have and what what do they think about and, and so lately and I, and I'm just curious what your take is on this but you know lately I've literally just been interviewing people in the niche space that I I'm in or, and want to continue to be in but I've just been literally calling people and talking to people and saying, hey, and having a set list of questions. Um, and for me, it's small business owners because I am that and I love small business owners. I love small business. I love entrepreneurs. You know, that's what I've done all my life. So I really I feel for their trials. I feel for their pain. And I also celebrate their successes, you know, when it, it, because that's I know how challenging those success i know what's built underneath those successes right the foundation of 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 their personal work and so i guess what's your thoughts around around that what are my thoughts around that so many thoughts i know i know i just have i just (laughs) Just have this way (laughs) right opening up a door and you can take it wherever you'd like to go but yes kind of i love it yes yeah i love it i'm also you know of the mindset of thinking about one person and so i tend to think about you know what i do two things I think about my favorite person I've ever worked with. I yep. think about when they came in, you know, what were their biggest trials? What what did they lie awake at night worrying about? And I, I think it's very easy to say that a lot of, a lot of entrepreneurs are lying awake at night <laughs> at the right. very start going oh, for yeah. two reasons. Oh, I want to do this. I want to do this. They're excited. Mm-hmm. And then they're going, what if it doesn't work? What if nobody hears me? What if I can't make a go of this? What will people think? So there's like two things we're lying awake, you know, worrying about at night. But I think what do they talk to their partner or their friends about? 
what do they fear? Like, do they fear having to return back to a job? Like, so I think about that. And sometimes I think about, and also like, how could I, like, how did I walk alongside them in terms of like their triumphs, their fears, their, their challenges. And like, what was that synergy? Like what caught, what created that between us? Mm-hmm. So I, I right. can kind of pull those together. And I also kind of think about clients I haven't had the high level of success with. I right. like to go both ends of the spectrum yeah. and go, right. what was it there? Like what part of what I'm doing, you know, plays mm-hmm. a part and what part of, you know, the angle they were seeking out played a part in that not being as effective either. So kind of look for both, but I definitely speak to one person as much as I can. And that's something it's taken me years to get to. Like you said, I was speaking to one demographic or one avatar right. for a long time, but not making it as specific. So mm-hmm. yeah, that's, I think that's something that just takes experience and practice and trust. Right. Right. Yeah. And, and, yeah. and a certain amount of failure, honestly. Right. Because I think totally. Yeah. I, Cause I, I know that in most businesses that I've started, I did not do that. Right. It was kind of like, well, I think there's a need here and it sounds mm-hmm. like a good idea. And I know something about that. So therefore I'm going to launch this business. And I've been, you know, knock on wood, lucky most of the time, but I've had some tremendous failures. And in those failures, I can definitely look back and see that it was lack of actually just talking to the person about what they actually want, not my perceived understanding of what they wanted right it's kind of like saying you know and and then i mean literally i built buildings around ideas that i've had and watched you know watch them come crashing down because i just didn't think about what does the customer want and what does the customer need right versus i think that this is what they want so i'm going to build something really pretty and they'll come and a lot of people did come to that that business but but not enough right to make it sustainable and so I think that's so critical for especially someone starting out to your point. They just want to get a client. They just want to get whatever, but you've really got to think about who do I want to work with? Because otherwise there's nothing worse than working with somebody who you're not a good fit with and that you failed them and you, you feel like they've in a way failed you. And Mm -hmm. and it's like, like, why would you want to do that to yourself or to them? Yeah, for sure. And some of those are, are, like you said, our most powerful teachers. Like those right. really tough spots, right? I've learned more <laughs> in those spots. But, and the funny thing is you go like, uh, okay, I think I know exactly what people need. And then you right. create the thing and then it doesn't, you know, it's the uptakes, not there. Sometimes the in- right. interest, the excitement. And I pull back and I go, but I don't think I asked asked the person. <laughs> right. I didn't ask, right? You just right. go, of course, of course we know. Um, so that's key. It's just pulling back again, like getting a, a a good viewpoint, mm-hmm. asking a lot of questions in a lot of different ways. This is actually where I do love the the use of social media to uh-huh. kind of like people will tell you what they need. If you right. listen, I never reinvent the wheel. Right. I just listen. I ask a lot of questions and I listen, but, but yes, <laughs> a lot of failures. We have to get good and comfortable with failure and kind of like pull the little golden nuggets out of failure, I think, but no one wants to fail. It's hard, no. right? When you're yeah. in that, but I think yep. perspective going in coming up and and I agree I I think it's never been easier to engage people in that you know I've even studied a little bit of the lean startup platform or concept um, where you really look at uh, I mean the last one of the last businesses that we haven't launched yet we're going to launch this in in um, April we literally said we are not 
you know, we have to retrofit an existing building. And we were like, we're not doing any work on it. We're not changing anything in that building. We're just going to leave that part of the building. It's uh, actually the reversal of dementia, dementia inpatient for seniors. Um, and wow. something we're working actually with the lady I met through the podcast, Dr. Heather Sanderson and Dale Bredesen out of Dr. Bredesen out of UCLA. It's a really cool project to be able to actually reverse all uh, Alzheimer's and dementia. But we said, we're not changing any, we already had a building, but it's setting, you know, part of it's uh, available right now. He said, but we're not doing anything until we actually go out and get deposits. Like we're going to physically, mm. literally, we're going to advertise, we're going to market. And when we get to six deposits, then we're actually going to go retrofit, change, so you know, make it. And, and before I would have been like, okay, let's get the building. Let's get the, you know, the beds in there. Let's get, I would have been so focused on the physical plant and yeah, this is something needed. And it was like, this time it was like, I've just failed enough, right? That we yeah. were like, okay, even though we know it works other places, is it going to work in our market? Is it going to work with our demographic? Is it going to work with our people? And so literally, yeah, we, we waited until we had six deposits, you know, and then we went, okay, now we know it's now we, now we know we have a, somebody's already said, yes, I'll buy that. Right. Um, so awesome. now, now we're going to move forward. And I think, you know, the only reason I'm bringing that up, I guess, is just I'm hoping people listening can learn through my, you know, financial mistakes and, and, and just the emotional time you have tied up and stuff. It's like, no, no, no. Until the customer says I'm really ready to buy. Heck, I've even, you know, as we get into this Internet space in this world of coaching and online programs, it's like they say, don't even develop the whole course. Right. Have an outline. And then go out and see if anybody wants that course. I'm just like, for me, it's mm -hmm. a little terif terrifying. It's kind of like, okay, I'm going to jump out of the plane and then I'm going to see if somebody will <laughs> come along with a parachute. But, but it, it makes, it makes more sense. Why would you waste all the time and money and effort if, if nobody wants the thing in the form that you're presenting it, I guess. What, exactly. You know? I think it's important to right. work alongside people, build alongside people. And it is unnerving to go. Right. Here's my concept. Let's get people in the door, right. right? Based on the idea and then build alongside. So yeah, I, I know what you're saying. I, the tricky thing about entrepreneurs, not the tricky, it's like a blessing and a curse. Sometimes <laughs> we are action takers, right? right. We are like, yeah. let's go. <laughs> and yes. then it's hard to like pull that back sometimes, like you said, yes. with your new business. Yeah. But that's why things, that's how the, you know, fireworks start happening. We take action. Not always. Right. We get stuck in analysis paralysis too. But and so when you have to actually like pull it back and not take immediate action, it's almost like we're just like <laughs> uncomfortable right. at our own skin, right? right. Like I think yeah, for yeah. a lot of us, yep. yeah, we're, totally. we get pumped. So <laughs> well, we love ideas. I love right? that part of entrepreneurs. Yeah, Entre no, I love it. Yeah. yeah, and that's why I love entrepreneurs as well because they're super creative and they have high energy, sure. and and yeah. it's you know it's fire first and aim second. And so we're trying Lovely. to, right, we're trying to go out and guide the, where we shot, you know, kind of make sure people are out of the way. But yeah, I, I, and I, and I do agree that that's really what changes the world, right? That's why I love entrepreneurs. That's why I want to support entrepreneurs. That's why I want to support just like you do small business owners, because that's how the world, you know, as I've talked to other entrepreneurs and coaches on our show, it's like, that's where the real change in the world can happen. That's maybe one of the biggest catalysts for change is small business entrepreneurs because they have the most creative ways of thinking about new concepts. And, and I think, you know, as we look at technology and some of the other stuff happening in the world right now, it all comes from startups, right? It all comes yeah. from on, entrepreneurs. That's what, I mean, even if you look at the financial markets and all the crypto, you know, whether you're in that boom, bust, whatever, that's all created by people just sitting around thinking about 
how can we do this better? How can we do this different? And then, and then having courage, right? To step into that place yes. of the, of the unknown, much like if you're an astronaut or you would have been an explorer, you know, looking for the new world. It, a lot of times it, it feels, I think, unnerving, I think is the word you use, but it feels very unnerving and scary, but that's what we have to, I mean, that's what, if that's what you're called to do, that's what you're called to do. So you have to exactly. figure it out. Oh. Yeah. I think we have to have a little bit of like entrepreneurs are a special breed, kind of like yep. you said, like yep. we have to be a little bit crazy. Yeah. <laughs> to <go> and, <laughs> yes. Like, <laughs> right. To totally. shoot that arrow and hope everyone right. gets out of the way. Yeah. But yeah, that's yep. where that creativity comes from and ingenuity and all the, oh, girl, I love entrepreneurs too, obviously. Like this is my, you know, this is my day in day out because I can't help myself. Right. And why is that? Why, yeah. why do you, you know, I, I know my own background, but why do you want to be in this space? Why do you want to help entrepreneurs? Hmm. That's a great question too. I mean, I think it comes from right out of university. I had a corporate role. I, I really did enjoy it, but I felt very limited. I felt like mm -hmm. I couldn't use my creativity the same way. Right. So, right. um, I mean, I think I was 23 and I left this very secure job with my parents going, what are you thinking? And like, just knowing it, it, I had to do something different where I could make, right. you know, greater impact. I felt like I could make greater impact. And the, the line started to blur between, you know, my life and personal growth and stuff and my business. And that's just where like, it got messy in the best way, but I don't know that I could have entered that same space being in a corporate role. So I think that's kind of, that's what led me um, into that space. And I, and I, sometimes now I'm like, I just don't know how I would stay in the lines. <laughs> Like nobody would want to hire me. <laughs> yes, I've told I've, I've told my wife that as well. We we talked about yeah. Oh, it's like I'm unemployable, right? There's, I'm unemployable. I, I have tons <laughs> of skill sets and tons of knowledge, but there's no way I could stay in somebody else's framework, no. right? It would just be like I can partner with people and I can work, you know, with sure. with others in a framework. It's just I could not go back. I could, I've never really had a job. I'll be honest with you. I've never really had a, uh, I mean, since I was 19 or something, since I was a kid, yeah. I've never, because I just, there's, so yeah, it's like, she said something about, well, I guess worst case scenario, you could get a job. And I was like, no, I really can't. No <laughs> one will not, hire me. Well, I, well, they shouldn't, <laughs> right? They shouldn't hire us because we won't stick around. We'll look at whatever they're doing and then we'll want to do it better. And we'll, <laughs> right. We'll go off and totally, right. Want to redesign totally. it, make it, make it better. So but again, I think that's what makes, and, and I, and that's what I, you know, as for as much of the chaos and stuff, you know, I've really, I've just, you know, you talk about distractions. I don't watch news anymore. I don't really read much news. I'm kind of out of the loop outside of kind of my bubble and what I can affect. Um, but oh, I even forgot where I was going with that. I'm a little brain dead today. The, the, no, that's um, okay. I'm but with the, you though. I'm out of that loop too. Like I yeah. intentionally keep myself out yeah, of that, yeah. right? That distraction. And, that's where you were starting. Yeah. And, and all of the stuff that that's could be construed as negative in the world, but I think there's also more opportunity to bring light or bring positivity into the space, utilizing commerce, utilizing business, utilizing, you know, the gifts that we have. And so certainly for anybody listening, that's not, uh, you know, um, doing their own thing, being, becoming an entrepreneur. If, if you're, if you have that calling, I'm not saying quit what you're doing, right? We're not saying throw away everything that you've done or even go, I even like the thought of don't even quit your, your job, you know, kind of do your, but build something, build something mm -hmm. that can serve the world, test it, but you have to move with it too. Don't let your job be that, 
safety net that you keep forever either, right? There's got to be a transition point where you're like, okay, it's time to go, right? It's time to, yeah, you know, burn the ship. Important and, to bridge it. Yeah. yeah, but like you said, don't just do that out of the gate. The problem is, is that people get they get very scared and nervous and and like mm-hmm. you know they're kind of in that flailing space when they just leave their job and then we right. don't make good decisions from that space because right. it's just very like I need I need I need and that's when we you know get out of our niche we go wide we'll just we'll just take on any business and the focus right. is gone so and I think a lot of people think they don't have that that energy or that time to be able to do that bridging properly. So I've still got my job. I've got this, my dream over here. I'm going to start laying foundation. We think we don't have time and that's where distraction comes in because we are into so much distraction. And if you can peel back some of those layers and even just have less distraction, you're going to find that you have way more time than you're giving yourself credit for Mm. quite a bit. That's what I find all the time. So, and it, like I said, it's not just scrolling. Although I did a, I did a calculation one time and I'm, I'm not a math whiz, but I have a daughter who is, and she verified it for me. I think it's, if you spend one hour per day scrolling, um, for a year, it works out to nine 40 hour work weeks of waste. Wow. That's, that's wow. huge. Right. So not yeah. weeks, but 40 hour work weeks. So Got if it. you're looking for extra holidays mm-hmm. there you <laughs> and, go. and you have a job, There you go. But like, what could you do with that amount of time in a year or in five years or 10 years? Because we (laughs) underestimate what we can get done in that amount of time. We think, you know, we overestimate what we can do in a year. But when it comes to those bigger benchmarks, like five or 10 years, we really underestimate it. But if you were to add up all that time that you're wasting potentially somewhere, but I don't know, Matt, I would argue that people are not wasting one hour a day on social media or the, the news or whatever. They're wasting you know, far more right, than one right, hour a day. Of course. Right. Yeah. So, so yeah, yeah, do those calculations and check my math, but I'm pretty sure that's what it was. <laughs> and, 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 you know, for, for me, I, you know, as I've evolved my diet or exercise or anything in my life, it's kind of like, I always call it, you know, leveling up or upgrading, whatever it is. So it's like, well, if you know that you can't stop scrolling and can't stop doing stuff, then start researching the things that you can do to become better at, at the, at life, right? Research business, right. research how I, I mean, that's kind of what I do is it's like, I don't know that I'm scrolling any less. I just spend more time in positive spaces online, totally. right? Where, yeah. whether it's, you know, podcasts or watching videos or, um, you know, or just having positive feeds in my Facebook thing, right? I got, you know, I, I go through and prune out people that aren't positive, right? Because it's like, or feeding, you know, if it's just crap and drama, and it's like, I don't have time for that. I just don't want to even Same. put that in my life, right? So that's kind of back to your distractions. All right. So as we kind of uh, go along our path here, I'm going to, I'm going to challenge you <laughs> to, to deliver to our audience the top three things that you think are important for newer business entrepreneurs to know? Top three. Okay, Matt, I would say, well, I mean, I've already covered some of them, but yes. removing distraction and like really killing it with focus. Distraction of Getting, focus. yeah, distraction focus, uh, creating a killer routine that you can maintain most of the time. Mm-hmm. Like being very intentional, very disciplined about it, whether, you know, it doesn't have to be all the things, but I think the top ones would be like exercise, like moving your body, because yep. it just yep. helps build so much clarity and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and some sort of powering down, like meditation, something like mm-hmm. that prayer, meditation, movement, those would be my, my, probably my top ones. So really great routine and really strong habits. Uh, and just surrounding yourself with the people you aspire to be like, because mm-hmm. how often do you find that you will level up or you will level down? 
right? right? Depending on the situation, the circle you're putting yourself in. So, I mean, awesome mentors, that kind of stuff. Surround yourself with those people doing not only the things you want to do, but living in the way that you want to live and, and serve people and show up and, you know, all that kind of stuff. So those would be my top three. If I you're making that. me pick three. Yeah. I just picked, yeah. Well, I didn't want to, I didn't want it to be a, like a book or anything. Um, yeah. but, and then, and then a question I've been leaning into uh, with our guests that come on the show the last several episodes is really, um, so if you had one message to, to impart to all 8 billion, there's 8 billion of us, uh, you know, little ants on this planet rock that we live on. And so if there's one moonshot message, one message that everybody would get, like, right, that, that would be delivered to all, to all 8 billion of us that are living on the earth, um, what would that message be? I think it would be to really, really leverage your, your gifts and, and, and stay in your own lane. And like, and I mean this very in a specific way in terms of not constantly comparing yourself and, and having that negative dialogue with yourself. It would just be leverage those gifts you have, be so proud of them and put the blinders on in terms of like worrying about what people think. So I think that would be, I think that, I think it just creates negative energy and mm -hmm. competition in the wrong way. Competition's great, but that would be my my thing just keep your eye on what you're great at and how you can help people so, yeah mm. Mm. i love yeah. it i love it yeah what i can't remember and, and i'll butcher this poem but you know what the world needs now is people that are right waking up to their purpose or it's like the mm. world doesn't need you to be something different it needs you to be who you yeah. are but more alive with that right I'm, i should look up exactly. this book because i've tried to quote it a couple of times i've never i haven't gotten it right so what are you working on currently you've you've got your millionaire mindset program that's a facebook group and that's and and i know that's something that you you and i you know what i'm working on and what you're working on that's kind of how we met is through through mm -hmm. cultivating these facebook groups but this is the first time we've actually promoted somebody's facebook group on the show. So I, I'm, I'm like, oh, that's kind of cool. So you can just literally go to Facebook and type in Millionaire Mindset Program and you're going to find this group? Yeah. If you look under groups, you'll find Millionaire yeah. Mindset. It's kind of a pink and a blue cover. Um, the goal in there is client acquisition for entrepreneurs so okay. that, you know, we actually have someone to to serve, to to sell to, to work with, to, to impart our knowledge on, right? So that's the goal right now. So I'm kind of taking people along a, a path of a bunch of different things that pertain to sales, but also mm -hmm. like getting things right with yourself. So it's, it is the millionaire mindset. You've got to have that part. And then we're just going to cover, we're going to cover some of the hard skills, but I just mm -hmm. can't help myself, but to focus on those, those high performance, other things, you know, our, our growth mindset stuff. So right. yeah, so, so far in there, I've kind of talked about you know, ways to feel great about what you're offering and how to, how to not feel like uh, you're bothering people when you sell mm. to them and like kind of objection type stuff that, you know, I'm not going to term objection stuff, but kind of that right. communication, right? right? Like how to really communicate with people and build relationships and feel good about yourself. I think that's big. So yeah, it's been a great endeavor so far. Uh, mm. It's on fire in there. People wanting to serve one another and yeah, right. it's, it's a dream. Loving it. Yeah. Loving well, the vibe I in there. And I just think it's cool that there's, um, because uh, honestly, I was kind of anti-Facebook for a while and anti and, th and then I went, you know what, there's 2 billion people on Facebook. I'm on Facebook. Why am I anti something I'm a part of? It's like, there was some type of yeah. shame. I remember back in the day when Facebook, well, I'm not on that very much. It's like, well, you're on it every day. <laughs> right? but, yeah. and, and now it's like, you know what? It's a platform. It's it's a way to communicate. Yeah. And, the, and the cool thing about this is you literally can communicate with the 
person that's giving you the information. I mean, it's an open dialogue, which I yeah. think break, breaks down these barriers like versus, you know, and I read a lot of books, but when you read a book, it's pretty one way thing at that point, right? I'm reading the book by myself or maybe yeah. in a small group, but typically by myself, but I'm not able to ask the author, hey, what about this? Or what about that? Or what's this? Or what do you, you know, kind of what are these nuances? But in these groups like this, now literally you're going to answer, like if somebody has a mm -hmm. question, you're going to answer that question mm -hmm. and, and, and even schedule times to talk to them about. I mean, it's just so cool, this right. new world we live in where these walls of information sharing are being broken down. And it's like, hey, if you want to you know, know about how to do this, then just ask the question. I want, we want to, you know, help, right? You want to help them find right. those answers. Yeah. Just remembering social media is social. And I think a lot of us forgot that right. for yep. a while. And we thought it's actually somewhere to be sold to. I, I used to think that Facebook groups just went to die somewhere. <laughs> People make them because they make right. them with the reason of selling a lot of times. Oh, is that right? Not that comp. Well, I think so. What I've seen, especially in uh -huh. Uh, I've been involved in the direct sales industry, coaching some some people uh -huh. there. I think a lot of them actually are a sales tool and people kind of see know. it coming. Oh, interesting. And yeah, I think it's just in some, maybe it's just my experience, mm -hmm. but right. I certainly haven't seen that collaborative approach or that two-way communication, like you said, and that's where the magic is. You get to mm -hmm. actually have, like, like you said, it's not like reading a book, although I right. love books too, but yeah. yeah, it's just a different experience. It's an experience right. and I am loving it. And I would have said never. Right. Truly, if you had asked me right. a year ago, would you be doing something like this? I would have thought, I don't see the point, but it's because I didn't understand kind of the inner works and how to, working so how to make it great, not just how to make a group, you know, right. to get more people, whatever. Right. You know? But actually a dissemination yeah. of information and ideas and a yeah. collaborative, right? It's a collaborative yeah. effort. Yeah. And I hope people inside that group are going to work together. You know, they're yep. going to meet one another, going to find right. like-minded people. Like nothing makes me happier than, you know, a year down the road, a program that I, that I had run that people are still connected. Like I love right. seeing that. So I'm hoping yeah. that some of that will happen inside the group as well. Yeah. yeah. I love it. Well, we'll wish yeah. you the best on that. This thing of things Thank evolve, you. feel free to come back. And if you write a book, feel free to come back and we'll talk about it on the show. <laughs> Thanks. <Matt>. Um, <laughs> and, and I'll be seeing you here not in too long. I think down in Phoenix, we're going to a conference uh, together. So I'll be yes. seeing you down there at that. Well, Can't so wait. Thank, awesome. Yep. Well, thank you so much for coming. And you have an Instagram. You can certainly go uh, find you on Instagram as well. But uh, yeah, thank you for coming on and sharing ideas and supporting uh, people that are making the world a better place. Thank you, Matt. Thanks for doing what you're doing. Thank you for being a part of the Bright Vibe podcast. For more information, go to brightvibe.com. That's B-R-I-T-E vibe, B-I-B-E dot com. Thank you for listening. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio.